Howdy, Kevin. Welcome to another episode here for the Funky Pop. It's the weekend. This means we talk about teaching, higher education, innovative teaching methods, hopefully, and just how to improve classroom atmosphere, outcomes, so whatever we want to talk about. And as you can see, A, from the thumbnail, and B, if you're watching this as a video and not only listening as a podcast, I appreciate both, of course, but as you can see, if you're watching behind me, um, talking about classroom management today. And hey, 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 so before you switch off already, before you say uh, classroom management, okay? I know classroom management at like college, uni level, it might sound a bit dry while the background noise you're hearing are my cats going crazy because every time I start recording, my cats are going crazy. That's basically like when you start teaching in class and then students are still walking in, even though it's been like 10 minutes since the class would have started, right? So don't be distracted by that. <laughs> I try not to be distracted either. So stick with me and I talk a little bit, just a little bit about classroom management. I, I do like those first three, four episodes here to have like this ground base level and we, that we can fall back on and then we try to amp it up a little bit okay so that that's that's the plan right so what what we're doing in class is basically two right so why do i talk about this though well i think that actually cultivating like a, a productive learning environment right that makes sense is is crucial for for student success and also of course not only for success, but also engagement leading up to that success, I believe. And so now I'm going to try to share a few, a few tips for managing like classroom structure at university level. Okay. Um, yeah, let's start. I try to find a smooth transition. I should note down my transitions too, right? But like just like in class, you try to figure out what are the, the best ways to transition from like intro to the topic and so on. So let's, let's, jump right into that i have a few a few points i want to go through and um let's make it work right so the first thing that i i, I learned now over like experimenting trying things changing structures and so on is that you've got to establish clear expectations and again while it doesn't might, might not sound particularly i don't know crazy or like um, insane revelation it's something that I struggle with a little bit because I always thought, hey, guys, girls, everyone, just trust me. I mean, I'm a professor here. Just follow me. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. And while I still think, of course, that I know what I'm doing, it's still important for this because the students don't know what you know, obviously. So it's important that you actually establish expectations so that they know what you expect and like what they're expected to do, but also what they can expect from you, right? So your first day of class, for example, and it doesn't need to be dry, obviously. It doesn't need to be like, here are 27 bullet points of what I expect from you. It's boring, of course, but you could have to collaborate. Like you could create a guideline together, for example, for like a guideline for, for conduct, for example, how to conduct yourself during lectures. Sounds boring. But if they work on it, maybe it's even like some form of, of team building measurement, right? Um, you could have like this, then as a discussion, of course, it's like some kind of group work, even if it doesn't relate to the topic that you're teaching, of course, but it bonds, it helps to bond. It, it's like team building, right? You could emphasize certain, certain values, like 
I'm German, right? So first thing I mentioned is, of course, punctuality. <laughs> but also, like, let me see what I also wrote down here. Yeah, active listening, of course. Um, respect. How to behave when other students are presenting, for example, right? And could set some policies for tech use, for attendance, for deadlines, all those things. And if the students agree on that themselves, then there's nothing to complain about later, right? So if you then can enforce this, this mutually agreed upon expectations and, and do this consistently and uh, use the logical consequences, like the consequences, of course, should be also defined before. Yeah, so it's kind of like this. Oh, <laughs> not a native speaker. Um, carrots and sticks is, is a saying in English too, right? This, this carrots and sticks... Um, approach like participation points, great deductions, but as established with the students, right? So you're not just like throwing punishments left and right. If they establish that, you say, "Hey, guys, that's what you decided on." So now we're doing it. Okay, that that kind of like gives ownership to the students, so they own the classroom culture. That makes sense. Right? So I think. That, that that has proven to be quite beneficial, especially in the in like freshman year and so on, um, when everything like oh I've got so much freedom it's 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 still new right so oh, so much freedom no one really chasing me ah um, well usually then in like most senior years or even if they're about to graduate they're more mature of course hopefully um, but in freshman year the, the things like this really really help um, us to to have like a no more yeah, inclusive classroom culture, I, I want to say. And hand in hand goes the what I now call, and the, the name doesn't really matter, like an organized, structured environment. What I mean by that is that like each session, we start with an overview, for example, of like what's going to happen today. today. Yeah, so it's kind of like a routine thing that they know, okay, I do, I, it's, it doesn't mean that every lecture is the same way, of course not. We have lots of active learning workshops and whatnot, right? What, what I mentioned in previous episodes and also will elaborate on more in, in future episodes, but like a little bit of structure just helps to like settle in again, know, okay, now I got to focus. Yeah, so that's part of my structure, for example, is also just small talk, like for the first few minutes. We just talk about current events, for example. And it's also part of the structure. So, you know, okay, now I can sit down, relax, focus on the topics at hand, use my mind to think about stuff so that that, that, could, that could also help there. If you maintain some sort of routine, um, yeah, that also minimizes the time spent on organizing. Like, oh, no, now we do this, now we do that. So, yeah, for example, also routine of if you do it, attendance check, I hate it, not doing it. Um, or routine of like handing out papers, material, grading, assignments, whatever. But yeah, if you have like more of a routine there, that obviously minimizes the time that you have to spend if you just like wing it more or less, right? Um, also, and <laughs> I hesitate because I hate it, <laughs> but it works. You can use signals, for example, to do, to refocus your class. And I always hated it because it feels so, so not university-like. It's not, not a college vibe, but it works. 
like one of my colleagues actually introduced me to it and, and um, she always raised her hand. Like, so we're doing like, or we, the students are working groups, doing whatever. And then she goes like raising her hand and students are like, okay, we have to focus on the teacher now. I hate it, but it works. So do it. <laughs> I mean, it, you don't have to laugh everything that works, right? I mean, if it works, it works. It's a, it's a one second thing or two second thing. You just raise it and then it works. So. If it works, it works. Um, uh, who am I to, to criticize that? Uh, if it works, so use, you can use different signals. Nothing to put the hand raising, right? Different signals to just indicate, Hey, it's time to, to focus again. You can play a sound. You can play something cool. Like, uh, for a while, I used that intro for my hot podcast. Just play it like the two seconds that I live, I live for the funk and I buy the funk. Um, and then they knew, okay, now we have to, we have to listen again. So those things would also help, for example, to, to transition between lectures, discussions, group work, workshop, and so on. Okay. So one thing that I am now very high on though, like, I mean, I'm also high on that signals thing. I just wasn't a fan of the high schooly vibe, but it works. So I, I like it. But one thing that I'm personally also very high on is like, just that instructor-student relationship. It needs to be positive. There needs to be some... You don't need to be best friends, obviously. Maybe you shouldn't even be best friends. But there needs to be a form of mutual respect, understanding. They need to trust you, right? So I think that that's, that's super important. So you got to learn about your students. You should know your students. So my students are always surprised that I, I know their names, that I know, that I know what they did last semester. Uh, and I remember them... So I teach first, second, and fourth year students in, in the bachelor program and then other stuff later on. But I once you had a class with me, of course I know who you are, right? So I remember if you're in your fourth year, I remember what you did in your first year, for example. Students are always surprised by that. Um, but hey, I mean, that's what we have this for, right? Um, so I get to know them. Like, that's also one reason why I do lots of small talk in the beginning. Like, I, I talk to different students, try to figure out, like, who they are, what they, their thoughts are, their stances, and so on. Um, so learn about your students. They could do surveys. You could do chat before, after class. Um, yeah, if you can reference their perspectives when applicable, that's pretty cool. That's what I, that's what I try to do too. And then while you do this, they're like, ah, did he just reference me? What? You know? Oh, and then they, you just get them right into the class, right? That's, that's awesome. Um, share your passion for the subject that you're teaching through stories so that they know, Oh, you're really into it. You're not just teaching it stuff. You're really living it. Yeah. Use you more to be more approachable um if issues arise and there, there will be issues there should be issues at time um you have constructive one-on-one -on -one discussions um on focusing on problem solving rather than like lecture like no i'm right you're wrong yeah that's important this one-on-one -on -one day students need to feel heard yeah always try first to understand their point of view and their challenges before you just dismiss it okay okay um I've got only like two more things on my, my agenda um, that I wanted to talk about. One more is also I'm taking like this school approach to now move it towards university college, right? Um, reinforcing, and it sounds again, school-like good behavior. And of course, I don't mean you don't give people like a stamp on their hand or on their book. Or okay, twenty twenty three, you couldn't stamp on your body anymore, right? Because who, who knows? So a stamp on their book or whatever. Um, but there are ways to reinforce good behavior and to to praise positive conduct, like note positive conduct, praise, like, hey man, that was really cool. Like, oh, that was a great idea. 
Um, for example, and that's a very basic one, but it also worked quite well. So I had like some, some group work stuff going on in some classes, right? Um, when cross-cultural communication class was one, the other one was media and, and social diversity class. And in one class, students created like, like an infographic just to show the understanding of a certain topic. Like, hey, present a topic in a, in a graphic visual way. Um, and some were so good that I said, okay, hey, I send it to our faculty. They're going to publish it on the website, for example, on social media. And the same thing in the other class where they had to do like some explainer videos. Some videos were so good. I'm like, hey, hey, great job. It's going to be on the faculty website later, for example. And that's a very basic thing, but it's still like, Boosts the ego. Like, oh my god, I did a great job. Awesome, nice. Oh, like going. So reinforce good behavior, right? Reinforce participation, listening, and so on. The participation points are a thing, of course. I think probably everybody has them somehow in the syllabus. But then, then also, don't just wing it with them, right? Um, you see me hesitating, or you hear me hesitating in the podcast, because. The thing is this, right? Motivation, and, and I do lots of, I give lots of lectures on, on motivation, how to use motivation for storytelling, for marketing, for whatever. And so I, I did lots of research on motivation and, and stuff like this. And not going to go into detail here, but well, there's a cat hair in my nose, I apologize. But, um, so there are two, two forms. I'm not, not, not doing a lecture, but two forms like extrinsic, intrinsic motivation, right? So extrinsic motivation is like, I give you money, you do it. Or I give you an A if you do this. You get an F if you do this, right? That's extrinsic, like forcing from the outside. Intrinsic is I want to, I study hard. I come to class on time because I really want to learn something, right? You really want, I'm going to go to football practice later, soccer football practice later on because I want to be the next Messi, right? Now my American audience also knows football. Nice, like. Football, not American football, but football. Football is life. Um, reference to uh, Ted Lasso. Never mind. So extrinsic, intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic, I want to do it. Extrinsic, I'm getting forced to. I'm getting convinced to do it. Right. So if you use extrinsic motivators too much, like hey, you get an extra point here, you get an extra point there. They only do things for extra credit. They're not going to do it because they want to do it. And so don't overuse extrinsic extrinsic motivators. Um, because the goal is to develop intrinsic motivation over time. And that can only happen if you build relationships. Okay. If they really feel like, Hey, I'm really learning something here. If I keep doing those things, I'm getting better at it. Yeah, extrinsic motivators are great to kickstart things, but they're not great to keep going because eventually then you teach students in this case to just keep doing things for extrinsic motivators. And that's not what we want. We want them to do it because they want to do it. Because they want to learn something. Right? So that, that's quite important. Okay, lastly, you might come across some challenging situations here and there. And so then there, there, some tensions might arise, right? Important, of course, but that's a no-brainer. You stay calm. I mean, you're the professor, so of course you stay calm. Um, if there's really something super intense, discuss things privately to understand the perspective. Be empathetic, of course. Never forget that I mean, you're the professor, you're the older person, quite likely, right? So you have should have more life, wisdom, knowledge, and so on. So take a step back. Um, don't get mad. Try to understand the struggle. Because um, usually, like, this misbehavior, especially, like, in a 
in a, in a university setting. There's, I mean, grown-ups don't come to class to just mess around or to just be, be a pain in the ass, right? There must be some reason why someone is disruptive. So you're like, hey, man, like, we're both adults here, so what's happening? Maybe I, can, maybe I can help you. So I think if you go on this level, that usually, that usually helps. Like, no one's, like, when you're 18 and older, you're not trying to be just an ass just because. I mean, yeah, maybe you're trying to show off, be cool in front of someone, but usually, um, usually, like, that, that level of, hey, let's discuss first. If that doesn't work, yeah, then, then you might have to, to, like, make an example. But otherwise, I, I would always go to, like, collaboration first. Um, collaborate on solutions rather than like lecturing and power struggles obviously are never the way to go, right? It's not like, yeah, I'm the boss here in this classroom. It never ends productively. You lose half the class, some side with them, some side with you. You don't want that, right? So never do this. It's always empathy and patience that will get you to your goal. And usually you can get to the root of, of, of the, the root issue of the cause rather than just like kicking someone out, for example. Yeah. So I think that that just makes sense. And I'm just saying this because also from experience, when I was a student, of course, I was a very good student. I was not, I was like not a problem student, but I've seen it that professors yell at students back and forth and no one's ever going to win that, but no one's getting out of that situation a winner. So empathy and patience are the way to go. All right. So that's, that's my quick overview of like um, tips to foster like a more engaged, respectful learning environment when it comes to like how to set up the classes, classroom management. Um, let me know what works for you. Like what, what, what are you doing? What are you trying? Um, how do you handle classroom management? What are the issues would also be interesting to share. I'm working on a, on a WTF video right now also um, so sharing some fails that, that I have encountered. So I don't want to look like, hey, I have all the answers. But clearly, no one has all the answers. We're just experimenting and then sharing what works, what doesn't work so that we can get better, right? So that, that's the plan here. So I'll be sharing some WTF soon. Um, so also looking forward to hearing this. But also here, looking forward to hearing hearing the, the FTWs. Are those references too old? Are they, do they show that I'm not a Gen Z? <laughs> But you know what I mean. So shout out in the comments um, on social media at Funkitpod email if you want to. Um, cause you know academia and stuff. So we use email funkitpod at gmail.com. Otherwise, like, share, subscribe, it would be cool because then we reach more people and we can have broader, wider discussions that reach more people. It would be cool. If you're listening on audio, um, leave a review that would be fantastic um, to also help with that. Other than that, I'm looking forward to hearing and reading your your yeah, experiences and also if you have anything that you want to have discussed shout out let me know happy to um, talk about all the things that occupy your mind until then i'm heading into a very long weekend right now we have a six-day weekend friday saturday sunday monday tuesday right? yeah it's a very long weekend awesome um and we'll talk next week until then sahari ka I'm not